Welcome to The Breadwinners, the podcast about the never-ending hustle and its impact on all aspects of our lives, from our financial life to our relationships and our kids. For health, we're interested in what it takes to keep everything going. This podcast is about women, working, money, and family. And in every episode, we will consider the research and share our takes on what we're learning every day about breadwinning. We'll ask you to share your breadwinning story. Each week, I'm joined by Jennifer Owens. She writes about working, wellness, and women, founded the Working Mother Research Institute. And I'm joined by Raquel Ellison. She is an executive coach and management consultant who works with companies big and small to design workplace policies that work for all employees. Well, once again, we're out of the workplace because now we're talking about independent contractors and side hustles because who just wants one hustle? We got to have 46 hustles. So, you know. I was on a thing last night, this lovely course I'm doing for entrepreneurs, female entrepreneurs. And one woman was saying that it's hustle all the time. And I like, yeah, it truly freaking is. So we have a study here that says what used to be just plain up called freelancers contributed 1.2 trillion to the economy this year in annual earnings, which is a 22% increase over 2019. And I think that is saying an awful lot about mm-hmm. where we are right now. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. More the increase. I mean, I think we've always had this, you know, of course, we've always had freelancers, but that increase, Yeah, I have thoughts. Where do you, the listener at home, think the increase is coming? <laughs> Let's wait. <laughs> coming, it's coming from, yeah, this is, wait, is this a call-in show? Uh, Job losses, I think. I think contributed to it significantly. I'm going to take a look after this as listeners should to kind of what exactly how the numbers are broken down. But I think that definitely job losses, definitely people feeling the crunch of what's happening right now in the economy and feeling like we need to supplement. Yeah, right. Like just job insecurity, right? Like if you, you know... And then on the good side, we immediately go into like the bad reason. Yeah, but I mean, well, oh, that's true. I mean, mean, it could be you have a great idea. You have like something creative that you want to, you know, there's this article that Caitlin Dewey is writing about the hustle economy, calling it the, you know, some economists are calling it the passion economy. And it's the people on Etsy. Though part of that, it says tech Investors have dubbed this the passion economy, a place where anyone can profit while doing what she loves. Okay. Yeah. Hello. Uh huh. Mm hmm. Yeah. Okay. So, could it be breadwinners looking for some freaking money to support their family in any way that they can? And also, this is a girly thing, not a boy thing? Yeah. That's a pretty important note there that they're finding. And it's so frustrating. Yeah. Given all of the articles that you see about how this pandemic is taking a toll on women's careers. Yeah. I think that's just frustrating and it's infuriating and it's, it kind of makes sense. Yeah, for sure. So, you know, when you think about kind of what businesses people, we talked about how hard hit business or industries have been that are often women dominated. And so it's interesting to see how, like, what has, what people, what are the side gigs that, that folks have added? What are the side hustles that, and I think it's fascinating that Etsy logged 115,000 new sellers in the first three months of the year, which was more than double the past two years growth, which is not to say that everybody <laughs> ends up making yeah. an Etsy site, but you know, it's like what platforms are available and 
how do you make it work? Patreon that added more than 100,000 new users between mid-March and July. I heard about Amber Briggle, who's a fantastic trans advocate. She's an advocate mm-hmm. for LGBTQ youth and adults, and she has a massage studio. And she, yeah, she created a Patreon, and that was how she was able to, and we can link to that article, I think she wrote about it. That's how she was able to kind of keep the business afloat. But I think it's interesting how people are doing it. I mean, is that a side hustle or is that her business? It's her business. Right. I think, and that's the moment that's coming to us right now is that moment of reckoning. So yeah, I, there's a something to be, well, not something, there is everything to be said about the necessity for that. You know, they, I love, you know, everybody has to pivot, which is so funny in, in uh, publishing. It was always pivot to video, pivot to something, pivot, you know, that's always kind of the- right. you know, joke. But truly, when you have a business that relies on people coming to your place of business to literally be touched, because I love massages, please get in there, get all those knots out, make me work better. If you can't do that, then you truly pivot is a very important word to your business. Right. So it's certainly, it's interesting. I just, it makes me think a lot about being that a lot of these, it makes us all individuals. And, and the phrase individual contractor for sure. But then the things that come with that is what's your healthcare situation? What's your retirement situation? What's your, I got sick and I need to right. replace, you know, like that stuff is expensive. It is. It is. And I definitely have stories from when I was a freelancer or uh, just only yeah. independent where, you know, health insurance that was self-pay did not work out so great. That was actually pre-Obamacare, right. but still definitely it's a kind of, in some ways, I think a predatory market in, its, in and of itself. The, well, almost like like paycheck cashers, those kind of, you know, yeah. like the really, like you're desperate for healthcare. So we yeah. can, so, I don't know. I've just- Yeah, that's no, just I think like, that, that's, that's true. It was funny. I remember I broke my ankle during the time that I was a freelancer and I had to negotiate it. And my primary care doctor was like, let's call like investigative journalist- uh, like, uh, like to police. Better get Picaro. Yeah, like let's let's call him in. But I feel like, yeah, I mean, I think it's what's interesting is is to think about, you know, there's definitely how this has contributed economically. There's definitely how we have been hit economically to need to do this, right? There's, but it's it's just so fascinating. Like, you know, when you call it the passion economy, whatever you think of that kind of phrase, I think it means which tech investors have dubbed it, right? Yeah, is that it's having that skill that you can market. I think some of us know what that is, that, yeah. you know, we all, yep. I mean, one of my motivations for creating my own side practice was just like always knowing that if I did end up in a situation where I lost my job, that I could just hustle. Yep. I could literally like side hustle and <laughs> but primary hustle my way back to economic stability. Right. So at least that's what I'm doing. Yeah. I mean, t- t- I mean, that's, you know, like why do, I, and I kept my side hustle during other things. And yeah, exactly, exactly. And I, and is there's an age thing there, don't you think too, or something? I don't know. That's what I feel like. You may need to make it happen on your own. Right. Yeah. It's a net and it's, it may become your foundation too. <laughs> yeah. No, I mean, yeah, I think definitely. And would you call it your passion? Though? Or would you call it your necessity? I, I, I mean, now I'm all hooked onto this passion economy because I think that's just looking at 
And, and I, like that somehow you're making beautiful welcome mats or beautiful sweaters right. or something on Etsy. And you're somehow having known, I still know a lot of really talented, wonderful. One of them uh, I, I know is a listener that that is your business is, you know, the business of craft and helping others. And there's all the aspects of from having a store, like a yarn store to the courses, to creating the publishing that goes around crafts, the patterns, the technical writing. And that passion economy somehow says it's one lady making a sweater and whatnot. It's like, yeah, you're kind of already discounting the fact that these are professionals. Yeah. So many, I mean, talk oh, I'm about thing. <laughs> I'm mad now. <laughs> right, I know, let's get, let's get incensed. I mean, I think that, you know, when you think about the people who might be making, you know, might have, have been making really interesting clothing or who all had to pivot to, they pivoted to masks, right? They pivoted yeah. to, I mean, not all of them yeah. pivoted to masks, but there was a lot of people who there was a, there's in Providence, there was a store called Createlier and they, they had made all these beautiful like window trim it, uh, window panels and like couch reupholster. And they just started doing this mask thing full time. And I think like, I think that's, how is that a passion process? <laughs> like, yeah. Right. That's, that's a response to the economy. That's looking at, yeah. How well, can I use my skills right now to meet right. the needs of the market? And I think, to think about passion projects. I think there was a time where I saw, I think we've talked about it in, in this podcast before, where, and I've, I've taken courses where it was really about like, get to your passion, what's your why? And, and that is what I do with organizations is yeah. not necessarily passion, but actually definitely not passion. But like, what are you here to do? Figure it out because right. that's going to guide where you're going. And I think, you know, that I understand that kind of approach to business training and kind of coaching. But at the same time, I don't think that's, you know, that that isn't necessarily tying into the real economic pressures. Yeah. That, well, that you know, how do you... Is Uber it? and Instacart and all that, is that a pet, you know... That's, that's totally that. And that's what Caitlin uh, Dewey is talking about in her article is it's because she goes from that right into the idea of the, the hustle economy, because maybe there's someone who driving for Uber is a passion. I'll allow it. <laughs> but I think those are hustle jobs. Either it is your job, you know, your full time, that's how you're bringing home some money or it's an additional, it's that side hustle business. Yeah. I remember I took an Uber in Boston last year. I don't know why I'm shouting out the cities today. <laughs> but this one Brag. guy was like, I'm paying for college for my kids. And yeah. this is how I'm paying for college. It was like a Saturday night. And he's like, this is what I got to do. Like, I have a job. This is my job. It was a totally decent, yeah. you know, like well-paying job. But he was like, I got to do this too. You know, so well, I think the economic necessity piece. And, but the platforms are taking the chunk. So like you see that guy driving or you see the person who has an Etsy store. And the two things that immediately come to my mind is one, that the platforms are taking a chunk that you don't see. It's either a percentage or it's a flat fee. As someone who's on a gazillion platforms for her business now, it's amazing all the different structures that the platforms are making money off this hustle economy, I right. guess. Right. And then secondly... It's so much more anyone who gets to be successful in these zones. And we feel it with our podcast. It's the marketing part of it. You and I could spend 80 hours a week on all the parts to promote our podcast. 
Right. You know, and that you, you would do that if you're making those beautiful welcome mats. I'm thinking of the ones in the Etsy commercial. I just love those welcome mats so much. I wish I had the Northern California home that I would put that welcome mat in. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I mean, no, true. Sure, true. Yeah, for sure. But that it's never... I guess that this, if you really did think of it as a passion or a, it, it, the passion soon becomes a hustle, if you're going that route of selling your services. I mean, when I see the hustle that my wonderful Pilates studio went to, you know, like their whole job was, their whole business was us coming to their very small, beautiful studio. And then that couldn't happen. And then they talk about a pivot. It all went online. And then how do you keep your community together? And what kind of, how are you communicating to them? And, and it's, I guess all of which is to say that it's the hustle. Your side hustle is going to still take a whole lot of hustle. Yeah. No, there's no question. And I think, you know, that is the reality. And I hope that this language around passion project, frankly, yeah, is frankly changes. I think that, and I think it will, because I think we're way past the point of what Maura Aaron's Bile calls entrepreneur porn. Like, oh, yeah. Right? Like where it's like, oh, <laughs> oh my God, yeah. Because that's, and that's what those business courses that I took back in the day when I was first getting started, that's what they were selling. Right. is like, yes. if you find your why, you will be able to make money. Like the elements will align the different. And just, and just start sending you checks. Yeah. They'll just start coming. Yep. And I mean, I think we really have to focus on as people move into the space of side hustles, you know, people who are moving into it now who might be experiencing job loss. It's really like, well, what skills can you capitalize on that are going to make you the most money that are going to yep. have the biggest demand? in the market. And at this point, people might yep. be making those decisions. You know, you might have... Under pressure. Yeah. Right? You might have somebody who decides to do Etsy or decides to do Teachable is another one, like to yep. do something online. It all depends on, are they carrying caregiving responsibilities on the other side, right? right. Etsy, you can do maybe late at night after kids. I mean, you can do it at any time. <laughs> do it. Yeah, yeah. You still got caregiving. Yeah. If you're a woman, especially woman of color, especially, you know, any sort of marginalized, which uh, it's all of us now, the lack of access to capital and like all the stuff that would go into making beautiful things on Etsy to go buy the equipment you need for to do shoot your online course to pay for the marketing if you're going to do like paid like lead generation or paid social around it if you're going to decide to have a content strategy and you want to hire me I cost money. Yeah. You know, if you want some input, you know, you need some expertise, they need to hire you. You know, like it's all this stuff so you need the capital for it too. And meanwhile, caring for your kids yeah. Your parents need your help. I just, you know, it's a lot. I think there's some, and that's what she's, this article's kind of bringing up. It's like, kind of give it the right word, but also I don't, side hustles aren't going to make it, aren't going to solve our economy. No. I, we need bigger, bigger fixes. Yeah, for I sure. guess. My for entire sure. life is a side hustle. No, and, you know and, and, but that's the thing. I, have I, think, right now? <laughs> I think, I think, you know, I've definitely, I mean, a different time, but where side, I mean, hustling is, yeah. is hard, but it's something that you do so well because you know, because you've been, you know, in some ways you've trained yourself to do it, right? Like, you know yeah. how to do the hustle and it's stressful, but like, you just have to keep 
going and keep out there. But then there's someone who like, I have a friend who's a choreographer and she has dancer friends and, and colleagues who are now finding it really hard to find work because everything is shut down and they need to go through a lot of testing. And she was like this one person, she showed me a picture on Instagram of this dancer who was starting to make like ridiculously elaborate, not ridiculous, like yeah. beautiful, beautiful cakes, like yeah. amazing cakes. And so she might, she started selling the cakes, which is fantastic. But like to go from a place where you've pivoted to the cakes to like, how am I marketing and hustling and constantly trying to get these cakes out there? Am um, I going to scale the cakes? Will, yeah. will I teach others how to make the cake? You right. know, right. That, that's what this course is that I, I have started is talking about yeah. Are you hiring other people? Are you now, but are you, where do you want to take the cakes? Do you want to have a humongous, like, um, the, the big floor mixer things? Is that the type of business you're going to have? Is it going to become a bakery? Do you sell the business? It's, you know, all that sort of jazz that yeah. I think a lot of us just jump in because we have to. Right. And, right. you know. So, yeah, I mean, I think it's a but lot. Thank goodness for the cakes. <laughs> I love that a dancer who's probably so beautiful and felt is freaking making cakes that I want. (laughs) They are beautiful, beautiful cakes. Um, But I think that that, you know, that is really the question is how do we pivot? What does it look like? How do you get the skills that you need? And maybe there will be a whole industry of like, you know, now take moving away from the passion tone and going to like, how are you, how are you going to get this done? Cause you, you really have to know what you're doing. And it's interesting. I mean, I've, I wasn't able to really work on my side hustle while I had a really long commute and I didn't have any time, but I got an email last night. What? From what? <laughs> I got an email last night from somebody, now that I have the time, who wrote on LinkedIn and was like, I need an executive coach. Uh, make, can yeah. we meet next week? And I was like, yep. I was like, <laughs> yes, you can. I can make it. Do, I, I have 15 minutes that I can devote to this side hustle. <laughs> I will. This is why we do this podcast because, you know, Lord knows. Now, this one is kind of a passion. Don't you think? Yeah, I think it is. I mean, we got together because, because we both, of, yeah. we both, I actually, you know what? I was thinking about this. So Jennifer and I, that's you. What? We ended up meeting through the, the sort of community of work-life practitioners and what, Je- what keeps saying, no, I'm talking about you and the third person. What we <laughs> like to do was sort of take this research that we were hearing about in the field and translate yes. it. And I remember someone said to us, she said, you guys should go out and like make a business out of promoting these. And a short 10 years later. (laughs) But you know, I mean, I think there is a piece where we saw a need, right? Yeah. yeah, Um, yeah. I don't think these researchers are paying us to do this, but well, full disclosure, they're not, but I think that there's, I think that we both feel from a passion Great if they were, and we, and we discovered that there was like this whole pile of cash somewhere. We're like, what? (laughs) You I'm, you researchers have been paying us oodles of your amazing academic salaries. I know all exactly. The time. You're amazing <laughs> academic salaries. I mean, I think yeah, I think that we can yeah, we can figure out how to by figuring out how to get this stuff out there. I think it's a passion, but it's also there's a necessity, particularly at this period of time where folks are where we're really struggling with work life work life yeah. fit. So, but yeah, I think. I think yeah. we we know how to translate research, and that hopefully is a skill that that <laughs> that we can can translate yeah. to. We're all discovering, and you know, and on the, yeah, to to those I see, there's a stat here that says more than a third of the American workforce did at least some work on the side this year as the pandemic hit. So, 
welcome our sisters and brothers into the world of never not working. (laughs) (laughs) So true. Well, thank you on that end. I hope that uh, we helped you get through some work today, though I'm anti-multitasking. So take a break and be listening to us. Now I'm yelling at people. So sorry about that. Thank you for joining us on The Breadwitters. You'll find links to what we were discussing today and Caitlin's story and some other stuff wherever you listen to podcasts. Visit us anytime at our website, thebreadwinnerspodcast.com. You can ask us a question, offer feedback, or share your story. How are you making it work? We'd love to know. Please remember to subscribe to our podcast and to rate and review it. Let us know what you think about The Breadwinners. Help us tell the stories that mean the most to you. And until next week, keep hustling and side hustling. This podcast is part of the Sound Advice FM network. Sound Advice FM, women's voices amplified.